the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Sorry, finishing up my typing of my script for my... um, TV spot that I do at 9.15 on KRO and Channel 4 Grodd. You can catch that if you want by going to the Facebook page, I Hate Rob Black, or New Focus Financial, or um, at Cron 4. It, you can go to the website, Cron 4. You can go to the uh, Facebook page, Cron 4. Plus, I post it on my YouTube page, Rob Black Show. Um, so what I do is... I do this because on TV, you really have to have a script if you're going to be talking to an anchor. But it's very, very loose. And to give you an exact idea of what I'm talking about, um, here's my script for today. So the first hour, I flesh these ideas out on the show. The second hour, I refine them and I move to more strategy. But it kind of gives you a feel for what's happening on the markets and why. Um, I hope that's the goal at least, but the top story of the day is stocks are edging higher. So I'll get on TV at nine 15 and James will say, Hey Rob, stocks are edging higher. Um, and he says, it's, it's, it's all about the jobless claims, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. And it's a parade of earnings as well. Stocks are struggling for direction as the coming presidential and Congress congressional elections loom large, but earnings are better than expected from Tesla, Chipotle, AT&T, Coca-Cola, just to name a few. Jobless claims came in under 800,000. That's a big thumbs up um, because it's under 800,000. A couple weeks ago, it was under 900,000. Big thumbs up. A couple weeks before that, it was under a million. Big thumbs up. Um, about a fifth of the way through earnings season, we're doing better than expected. Price of oil is edging higher, saying there's a little bit of world growth. We expect stimulus either today, tomorrow, or after the election. Um, company that makes those invisible braces, Align Technology, shares soared 35%. Um, I don't know a lot about the technology there. But if you see anyone's got a two-year-old kid, there's probably a good chance he's going to wear braces or those Invisaligns later in life. Do you think um, people are going to stop making children? Do you think our teeth are going to magically fix themselves? I don't think so. Um, so I like the idea. I've never looked to invest in it, but I like the idea based on demographics and people making babies. Sexy time. Oh, man, I can't wait to watch the new Borat film. Just an escape. I know he's not everyone's taste and flavor, but that comes out Friday on Amazon Prime. Um, Chipotle Mexican Grill. They came out with earnings and they were better than expected. But the problem was, is their food cost edged higher. 
and they make guacamole and burritos. So that's my opening salvo to James this morning on TV. And he goes, okay, now let's look elsewhere. Well, we're going to talk about Tesla. Posted its fifth consecutive profitable quarter, putting the automaker on track for its best and first annual profit in a year. So that's good news. Companies that lose money are developing companies. You tend to focus on their revenue. But once they start earning money, you start looking at their earnings and their margins. And later in life, you look at how much cash they give you back in dividends or buy share buybacks. Stocks mature. But stock is up 400% this year. Company posted $8.7 billion in revenue. There's growing interest in cars, storage, and solar products. CEO Elon Musk on the call said the solar roof is a killer product. This will become obvious next year. Ramping up stationary storage, he sees it approximately doubling this year and hopes to accelerate in years to come. The Cybertruck, they've done some refinements. Do you remember the Cybertruck announcement a couple months ago where he brings it out on stage? I think this was late 2019. He brings it out on stage. It's got bulletproof glass, unbreakable glass. And he throws a brick at the window and bam, it breaks. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. That one wasn't tested terribly well in a demo, but he says we're making refinements to it and you can expect deliveries this time next year. Okay. September, and that's the second story. And the third story is the September existing home sales jumped nine and a half percent. Um, in September, that's ridiculous. It, it's it's ridiculous. But sales, no, is that on an annual? Is that on a month to month? Median price of a home in the United States was three hundred eleven thousand eight hundred buckaroos, a fourteen point eight percent gain from this time last year. Interesting note: I bought a home fourteen thirteen years ago in the Bay Area for nine hundred thousand dollars, and within six years it went up to two million. And guess what? It hasn't moved an inch in four years. So I see the rest of America going up 14, 8%. 14.8%. I'm like, oh, I'm jealous. But I got my double almost immediately, too fast. So the high-end homes, for someone to afford my home, it's valued at roughly $2 million, They would have to make a lot of money. They say it's two and a half times your salary. So $400,000, would have, if you have a salary of $400,000, you could afford a home of about a million. So it'd take a salary of about $800,000, dollars, dollars, dollars. I want to be a game show host. That's going to be my sidekick. Um, so, okay, there's 1.4 million homes for sale, existing homes. Um, no, no, 1.47 million homes for sale right now, existing homes. Yeah, so homes that have already been built. So there's new homes and there's existing homes. Uh, the inventory fell 19.2% year over year, and that's why there's a 14.8% gain, supply and demand. When demand picks up and supply drops, it's a seller's market. How much so? 2.7 months supply. 2.7 months supply, let's do the math on that. Let's say you put your home up for sale. If if no one else puts their home up for sale and no new homes are built, we're going to run out of homes completely in 2.7 months. It is considered a seller's market up until about four to six months is when it gets kind of gray. And then six months to nine months is when it's a buyer's market. That means a lot of homes have been on the market or they've been sitting there for a long time. And if you ever put up a home for sale and you're not dead, oh, it's easy to sell mom's home. 
just make a couple more mortgage payments. You don't worry about it. You sell it. You split the profits between the kids. She's dead. She doesn't have any place else to go. In her case, we put her in a home and then we sold her home. Um, where does the story go? Where does this story go? Oh, we don't have a lot of homes for sale. 2.7 months is the lowest it's ever been recorded in history. Dun, dun, dun. That's powerful. But listen to this. Vacation homes and resort homes up 34%. Unbelievable. Demand for anything that's bolted to the ground is going through the roof as far as homes go. I, I should get a cardboard box and put it in my front yard and bolt it to the ground and say, home for sale. And then someone would probably take it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. That's my first segment on TV today, and that's my first segment on radio as well. There you go. We'll take a break here. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Let's talk a little philosophy real quick. I had a business philosophy teacher in college, and it was fantastic. The business ethics. Um, He started the first class. He says, okay, guys, do you want to go out and buy this $350 textbook? Or do you want to read Plato's Republic? And Plato's Republic is in paperback, and it's probably like four bucks back then. And... We all chose Plato's Republic, of course. He went out of his way to say that some things in life, philosophy, just it won't make sense. Because I had a son who was about two months old when he died. Just couldn't, couldn't find enough life in his body to live. And it was surreal. It was the best class I've ever had. Business ethics. He didn't give tests. We read books. We were at one book. We talked about it every week for 15 weeks. At the end of the semester, he took us out. Each of us, individually, we would meet him for dinner at a restaurant. He bought. Can you imagine? And uh, I think I even got an illegal beer that night. <clears throat> but what I got out of that is there's five things in life. Family, fitness, work, sleep, fun. And when you first start off your career in, in on Wall Street... You basically work all day long. So work is one of your five. He says you can only do three. Okay. Okay. Let's think about this. For me, I work, family, and sleep. I don't have a lot of fun. So, and I kind of agree with that mathematics. I'm trying to think. Can I go to Hawaii? Right now, there's very few people traveling. Perfect time to travel to a a destination that you don't want to be reminded you're surrounded with Americans every single minute of the trip. I once went on a cruise. Was it a cruise? No, it was a a ferry from Ireland to France across the British Channel. And... um, I was constantly reminded by how many Americans there are in the world. 
of course I was sitting there trying to impress a young lady. And of course there was a loud American. Uh, we didn't get a cabin cause it's a, like an 18 hour boat ride. But as we're going across the channel, he, he, this guy, we're drinking beers and all these Irish guys start hitting on my lady friend. Uh, they're singing the lady in red tour. And I can't compete with that. Dang you Irish singers. Um, but there was an American talking about UFOs. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I don't look so good right now, do I? I'm one of them. Um, but COVID's kind of messed me up where I don't really want to travel. I don't want to have fun. I'd love to go to Vegas in March for March Madness and watch basketball games and sit there at a sports book with, you know, beer after beer after beer until I could barely walk back to my room. I'd love that. I'd love Hawaii. But that's not where we are in this day and age. Um, it almost feels like California is the least fun state when I grew up thinking it was the beach boys. Let's go surfing. Now everybody's learning how come on a safari with me. I, you grow up and you think California is the most fun in the world and it just isn't right now. So the response to COVID has changed some of our habits. What's interesting is a recent poll was put out there. Do you think 2021 will be blank than 2020? Better or worse? 66% said better. 34% said worse. Okay, that's optimism. Right now, it feels like it's the end of the world because I can't go to Hawaii. I can't go to Vegas. I can't go see the Grand Canyon. Hey, that's a pretty big hole in the ground. Um, I can't do anything like that with my family or my friends. And for the record, I don't have any friends. It's sad, but it's true. Um, but a lot of people are looking to 2021 as it's got to be a better year than 2020. I got a feeling that uh, we may not get together in large crowds in California for the dropping of the ball, New Year's Eve. Five, and my favorite one is the Dick Clark with, with stroke um, countdown. Not the Dick Clark without stroke. I don't like Ryan Seacrest at all, but the Dick Clark with a stroke. And I'm making fun of people with strokes. My mom's had two strokes. I'll probably get a stroke after I do this. But when you go, ah. Oh, okay. Um, that was an odd choice. His image was, you know, rock and roll dance party guy. And to go on TV after a stroke, I think it was very brave. Um, and I'm making fun of it in a kind of a distant way. Hopefully enough time has passed. Do you remember when he died? His family couldn't get the body and his, his body was traveling around country to country. It was one of the weirdest death stories ever, which reminds me we all do die. So that's my little business ethics story. You got to figure out what's important to you. You got to look to the future to add some of those components back in. Um, I don't know. Fitness just isn't my thing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And for those of you who are wondering, Plato's Republic was not written by Plato. Actually, it was. <laughs> it wasn't written by Socrates Johnson, who played for the Lakers in the 1970s. Um, and it was just a dialogue. It's arguably the most popular, most widely taught of Plato's writings. It contains dramatic moments, um, which you would think, how can that be? Um, he was trying to establish an ideal state. He did talk about the Socratic method. Um, I think it's one of the best books to do a book club with or a book with your children. 
um, where you examine life and is it worth living? And that's how I tie this all back together. I do a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. You're going to have to add the components of living life in there and find the right balances. I'm making the retirement part easy for you through wealth accumulation strategies. You got to figure out what's important to you. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. In the third segment of the first hour, I talked nonstop about Tesla. I want to talk a little bit more about it today in the third segment of the second hour. Hopefully my podcast person who puts together the Frankenstein pieces is able to pull this off for us. The margin, the margins of Tesla are improving dramatically quickly. Yesterday's third quarter results featured revenues close to estimates, but the outperformance on the estimates were tied towards gross margins. And gross margins aren't that gross. If you sell a lot of products I used to use Intel as an example. They probably sell 180 million semiconductor CPUs per year. The way they make money is creating efficiencies. If they can shave one penny of cost off and raise it by one penny, the cost of it, one penny cost of manufacturing and add one penny to the cost, it's massive when you're talking about millions and millions and millions of anything. So a penny can make a difference. So Tesla should be able to sell everything it is able to make next year, which would suggest unit deliveries between 850 and 900,000. Tesla analysts were typically looking for about 850,000, so now we're upping those numbers by 50,000, essentially. The big question on Wall Street for the last few years is, can they actually deliver that many vehicles? So we're gonna monitor the developments of manufacturing and how it turns into margins uh, because an extra 50,000, like I said, an extra million semiconductors equals one penny here, one penny there equals millions of dollars. So I saw some analysts raise their estimates on delivery. Some of them still don't believe he could do it. So they're at 840,000, but they went from 750,000 to 840,000. It looks like as if they should be able to do about 850. <clears throat> They've got a Texas plant that is expected Austin to ship cars out in 2022. So they're putting that together right now. They've got a, a four-seat sports sedan coming out that can go zero to 60 in two seconds. Do we need that? <laughs> the police department say, we're going to make a lot of money on this one. Um, probably, right? So the improvement in gross margins, it, it's not necessarily from manufacturing yet, believe it or not. It's from regulatory credits. And the regulatory credits accounted for 23.7% versus 18.7% last quarter. Um, they're going to continue to sell those clean air credits to other car manufacturers. Um, the average selling price shift um, moved to the lower Model 3 and Model Y cars. Efficiencies of scale will happen with higher production rates. So you're going to be looking not necessarily at 
the Cybertruck, you're going to be looking at how many vehicles they're able to produce. Because the more they can produce, they don't have a demand problem. They've got a production problem. So, um, and the more they produce, the more regulatory credits they get. And the more regulatory credits they get, the more they sell them to other people. And the fatter their margins look. It's a weird thing how it all combines together. Now, yesterday, we got to see the Electric Power 2022 Hummer EV Edition. And it was a splashy video. And I was like, who's that voice? Who's that voice? If you go to YouTube right now and type in General Motors Hummer 2022, the real revolutionaries want to change the game forever. Who did GM get to voice that? It's LeBron James. It's rare that you have a vehicle that's this big. For him to be the front man of Hummer trucks, um, I think is a nice plot twist for GM versus Tesla. I think there's a little bit of trolling going on there. Because the conversation with Michael Jordan and LeBron James is the conversation of GOAT, greatest of all time. So when you get a Hummer H2 television commercial and you get LeBron James's voice and his imaging, that's pretty powerful brand, which brings me back to another concept of brand, social etiquette. Don't fight with your friends and family on Facebook. If you want to fight with them, direct message them. If they like Trump and you don't like Trump, if they if you like Trump and they don't like Trump, don't post stuff. Do it in private. Keep your brand with integrity. Tell your children the same thing. Don't post stupid photos on, on the internet. I don't think there's any bad photos of me, but I can tell you one thing. I once said something really, really bad about my first wife. It was true. But if you were to search her name and put the word negative in front of it, it pops up. And she's not happy about that. I hurt her brand and I shouldn't have done it. So... When LeBron James turned 18, his mother, Gloria, gave him the kind of present every car, every high school kid wanted. A brand new car. And guess what type of car it was? It was a Hummer that cost 50000 This new Hummer is going to cost $120,000 before you pay taxes and, and any sort of extra perks on it. I kind of like that sweet playback. Uh, she was rewarding her kid who had worked really hard in high school. Uh, to A, finish high school, and B, become a great freaking basketball player who is blessed with size, speed, athleticism, and everything. I, I'm not, I don't dismiss Steph Curry. Um, but if you look at two people, one who was born to be the greatest of all time and one who has become the greatest three-point shooter of all time, I don't know which one's better. But LeBron James' physical body is awesome. He's intimidating, and he was intimidating in all of high school. Maybe this weekend you take a look at some LeBron James high school videos. He was a man amongst boys. So anyway, I, th I thought that was very, very powerful to get GM uh, to endorse the Hummer, the enormous electric-powered truck. Um, the real revolutionaries changes the games forever. I think Tesla's going to have some competition there uh, because some Americans think Elon Musk is a wackadoodle. California weed smoking wackadoodle. Um, even though his SpaceX, his concept of putting internet in space and giving it to the whole planet, he's got enough satellites now in the sky 
that he could beta test it. Do you think that's going to be a business that's worth investing in? Probably. Um, he's going to have a, a telecommunication high-speed internet business that'll instantly put to shame Sprint, AT&T, and Verizon. You think net, the network coverage is like, I can't, get, I can't get a cell phone coverage in the mountains. Oh, you will now. So props to Elon Musk and uh, props to GM and props to LeBron James. So I'm not going to get teary when I talk about it, but uh, it, I, I'm liking I'm liking what I'm seeing is <clears throat> probably the best way to say it. Let's talk about the stock market, shall we? Uh, taking a look at it, market rebounds off lows after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says a stimulus deal is just about there. Ooh. That's good news. I haven't even looked at the market since it opened. Um, but we're not doing great. But, okay. Boy, the Democrats could kind of win big if they get a stimulus deal now and then they get a blue sweep and they control Congress and the presidency. Holy mackerel, spinning's going to go through the roof. But that brings me back to what I started the show off this morning with is one analyst, Paul Tudor Jones, said, the economy looks like it's poised for a rocket shot stock market in the beginning of 2021. And then if Biden wins, we're going to start, we're going to get a lot of stimulus, but then we're going to start talking about paying for stimulus with taxes. I think that's a fair warning. It may or may not happen, but I think that is a scenario that is very likely if there's a blue sweep. So Paul Tudor Jones, not John Paul Jones. Don't confuse the two. So markets are rebounding off lows. Earnings reports are mostly better than expected. Longer dated treasuries are up for a sixth straight day. That means that the 10 year treasury continues to work higher, seeing optimism in stimulus or optimism in the jobs numbers. It's seeing optimism somewhere. We're now at 84 basis points. We will not have record low mortgages this month. When interest rate, when the 10 year treasury is around 60 basis points or 55 or 70, low, high 60s, you can get record low rates around 84 basis points costs are going to go up to get a mortgage costs are going to go up to borrow money companies like apple costs will go up eh, they may say let's make a new spaceship office and they say we need 10 billion dollars we don't want to use our own cash we're going to use the bank's money because it's at half a percent but now it's at 68 basis points or 84 basis points the cost is going up that's a drag on the economy now again any 10-year treasury under 3% is bullish for stocks. I've One of the tenets that I put on radio 20-plus years ago was, if interest rates are under 3.5%, I buy stocks. If interest rates are above 4%, I buy bonds. I've stuck with that for over 20 years. I've made really good returns over 20 years because that basic, simple tenet. Gold's a little lower today. I'm not a gold bug guy. Silver's a little lower today. Eh, I'm not a gold uh, silver bug person. Now, again, if you think that a country's going to spend so much on stimulus that it's going to drive up inflation, gold doesn't get driven up because there's only so much of it on the planet. So the price goes higher because we're not making more of it. We're making more cash. Cost of cash goes down. You hurt the value of it because you're printing more of it. It's, it's, it's not more scarce. It's more available. Same tenant supply to real estate, to shares in Apple, crowded trades, I'd like to call them. 
You get the idea. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. I'm the aforementioned Rob Black. Also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. The podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't think of me as a financial planner. Think of me as a smart financial uncle. Chad's the financial planner of the relationship. I'm just the guy who's been doing it for a long time and talking about it and humanizing the story, so to speak. We've hit the stories pretty well today. Unemployment numbers came down, or first-time filing of unemployment claims came down to under 800,000. Uh, we're in earnings season. So far, we are through about 20% of earnings season, and we're beating earnings by, get this, huh, 17%. Um, earnings season so far has been generally better than expected. S&P 500 earnings per share are expected to drop 17% in the third quarter. But 90 days ago, we were looking at a 24% decline in earnings. Isn't it funny? I, I threw out that line that the worst things get for America, the higher the stock market goes. Oh, it doesn't make sense. Um, it does make sense. It's the cost of money also goes lower because that's how we try to stimulate growth. But the rich companies get richer, it feels, does it not. Um, so one of the problems with that number about we were expecting earnings to drop 24%. They only dropped 17% so far. Um, is that, That's financially engineered more often than not. So just hypothetically, company XYZ. So we expect in 90 days from now, on October, let's say they report today, on October 22, we're going to report earnings of a dollar. Now, that's 90 days ago. Uh, with 60 days to go, they go, well, we've been kind of looking at the numbers and we expect to make 95 cents. So they've already lowered expectations. And then before the 30-day quiet period where they're not allowed to talk about it, they say, we're only going to make 94 cents. We're expecting to make 94. And they come out and they make 95 and they beat earnings expectations. You're like, oh. That feels a little dirty because you said it was a dollar earlier. A lot of that kind of shenanigans goes on. And if you ever see shenanigans, I want you to scream, shenanigans! Please don't. So earnings season's going pretty well. September existing home sales jumped 9.5%, but prices are rising too fast as supply remains tight. Um, the median price of an existing home sold in September was 311000 a 14.8% gain compared to September 2019. So the median home in the United States up 14.8%. Yesterday, I told you about a real estate agent in Lake Tahoe area where he said it was the craziest summer we've ever had. Prices are up 25%. Woohoo! I bought a home there two years ago. <laughs> but that's a side note. Uh, the median price of an existing home sold up 14.8% compared with September 2019. 
again, a sector that's doing very well during the time of the pandemic. The inventory of homes for sale fell 19.2%. People don't want to leave the home that they're in, but people want a second home to escape to. Sales could be more robust if there were more homes available. Tight supply pushes prices higher. It kind of all starts working together if you see where I'm going with this. Americans are splurging on spending for housing. This is good news for Home Depot and Lowe's, but home prices are, are rising too fast. Now, who says that? Your real estate agent? Probably not. But Lawrence Young, chief economist for NAR, the National Association of Realtors, said that home improvements, uh, home prices are, are rising, rising too fast. He's the guy that it's his business to sell the the sexiness of real estate. It's his business to, to he's a national associate of realtors. He's supposed to be the one who's out there, you know, sober, uh, not sober, drunk. He's the one who's supposed to be out there drunk. Like, oh, real estate always goes higher. And this time he's saying prices are going too fast. Um, who's the biggest loser here? It's the first time home buyer. You are the biggest loser. Boy, I don't like that uh, TV show, the remake of uh, The Weakest Link. I don't get it. They used to have a British blonde host, and they replaced her with an American blonde host. Like, we see, we get it. We get it. Blonde people are mean and cruel. <laughs> I get it. Uh, vacation resort homes were up 34% annually as more people move whenever, wherever they want because you can work at home. I know you're saying, did you just do a little Shakira? Yes. <laughs> Who, off the record, I know you don't want my opinions. I find her to be one of the most eye-worthy people on the planet. Like, when you see her dance and sing, you can't take your eyes off her. Like, she's compelling. I don't really like her as a judge on the talent shows or anything like that. But when you see her, whoo, boy, she's got a, she's like, I think she's like four foot one. She's tiny. Uh <laughs> She's hiding behind a mushroom. Anyway, um, elsewhere out there, regionally speaking, the Northeast jumped 16.2% of sales. Uh, price, I'm sorry. Uh, sales, sales. Uh, 22 point, uh, let's see, median price in the Northeast was up 17.8%. Sales up 16.2% in vacation homes. Okay. Um, the big value in America seems to be the Midwest, where a median price home is only $243,000. You know, Warren Buffett still lives in the same home he bought like 50 years ago. Isn't that a beautiful thing? What we've learned about the pandemic, there's five things in life, family, fitness, work, sleep, and fun. You only get to choose three. That's life. There's trade-offs. You want to be fit? Eh, maybe you're not going to have much time for work. You want to have family? Maybe you're not going to have as much time to be fit. Or you want to be fit and have family? Maybe you're not going to be able to sleep. There's a weird formula going on in the pandemic. Um, fitness is no longer a priority in my life. Um, we're all going to move in between all these, and that's what we try to have money for. I know. Family and fun, right? That's where work comes in for money. That's where I come in, talking about making more of it by investing it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show or Twitter, Rob Black Show, or newfocusfinancial.com.